Welcome back to Blending the Rules. I'm Laura. And I'm Haley. And we're two art teachers in a classroom teacher world. We are finally back with recording our podcast. We took a little <laughs> bit of a break while we had winter break. Um, just kind of to refresh and come up with new ideas and just enjoy our time off. Um, and then it was just a little too hard to get one going the first week back to school. <laughs> yes. I think it was a much needed break for us though. Yeah. Like I realized we have been going with this podcast for so long and I'm really proud of us by the way. I know, but we, we haven't one. really that time you were sick. That was the only time we ever oh, missed yeah. until we decided to take a break. I didn't have a voice. It wouldn't have worked. Well, <laughs> like, and I was sick last week, so I would have sounded horrible. Yeah. And it's nice. Like everybody is taking a break around the winter break time. So I hope if you're listening to this in real time that you had a great, amazing break, got to put your feet up and relax and not think about school or, or your classroom or anything. And now trying to get back into the swing of things, it's hard to do, but this time of year, it's almost kind of refreshing too. Cause it's like, Brand new year, people are blasting social media with, like, all the good things, all the New Year's resolutions, yeah. and, like, the working out, and the schedule making, and the, the budgeting, and so you feel really optimistic this time of year. Whether that lasts or not, who knows, <laughs> but, I mean, we can be optimistic. <laughs> but we thought we would do a, a little podcast here about art teacher New Year's resolutions, so we both have a couple things that we have thought about of like working on more in our classroom and kind of honing in on as kind of like a New Year's resolution for just our art room. And I know there's lots of other things out there, but these are the things that we're going to focus on right now. Do you have anything else to add before we go in? No, I think that was it. <laughs> oh okay <laughs> I just feel like I don't want to be the only one talking for a long time so I'll give you a chance no all good <laughs> you know me I can talk too much so well, I was that should be it was interesting that like we were we were having this conversation before we started recording that Laura seemed to be more about like getting tasks done like during the work day and things like that and mine seemed to be more focusing on um like like focusing a little bit more on the students when they're in the room because and we've talked about this in the past before like I am really good this started during COVID when they were like sit at your desk don't you know spend too much time like around the kids I got in a routine of getting things done when the students didn't need me and then I get up and check on them every couple minutes Um, whereas Laura has said in the past she struggles with that so I think it's kind of funny that like are like we're almost opposite in kind of how we operate in our rooms and so then those are our new year's resolutions for our room but I yes. think that's, that's interesting like we didn't plan that it just kind of happened so you can go ahead if we could just if we could just combine our brains and <laughs> mesh them together we would be like a superhero because super art. I know we've talked about this on the podcast before like we are like the opposites attract like you are always really good with like the data stuff and the analytical things and the details. And I'm more of like the big picture and the broad thinking and the dreaming stuff. I don't know. So yeah, we're just like the opposites and we, we complement each other well, but it is kind of like, these are how our 
our resolutions turned out too. So yeah. it's just the way our brains are wired, I think. I think so. so, so anyway, I'll, I'll go ahead and start mine. I have written down in my notes here. My two things are time management and grading and they kind of work together. So my time management what I'm thinking of, I need to work on with this for this new year. And I've started really last week being like the first week back for us. I, I felt really great about it already, <laughs> but it was just like week one, You go. <laughs> but just working on tasks. Like you said, like working on tasks while students are working like a little bit here, a little bit there whenever I can. So I need to break my mind and break my habit of thinking like, when I work on a task, like I need to be getting a lot done or it's like a big task all at once and just break it down and be able to do like little chunks at a time. So So I don't have to finish everything. For me, I had, I had students doing a lot of worksheets because it was the beginning of units and it kind of helps ease me into it too, where they're not sitting there listening. They're getting to talk. They're getting to get up and like, look at the information and stuff. So like, one thing for me, and I don't know how this works for you, but maybe like, this is something I never really thought to tell you is like, I'll go through and I'll grade their papers. And a lot of times they're like participation, unless like there obviously is right and wrong answers, but then they may not get recorded in the grade book for like another two hours. Like, but yeah, make sure I get them all done that day. So I don't have a whole other, like, you know, two stacks of papers the next day to grade. And so I think that's how my mind works, but I don't know how that works for you. But I never really thought to like tell you that when you're like, how do you get these things done? (laughs) Yeah. And I think it helps that you like write down the grades on a paper first rather than going straight to the computer because you can record it quickly and then you can go back a couple hours later. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I don't know. I, I, sometimes I'm really good at it and sometimes I'm not. So it's just like the consistency maybe. Mm. So I need to be more consistent with doing little things at a time and being okay. If like, I'm not doing like a big task, but it's like still getting me somewhere. So it doesn't have to be like all finished at once. My principal actually at the beginning of the school year, cause that's kind of like the time of year you think about these things too she had us write down a word on a post-it note and that was our, you know, the word to focus on for the school year for yourself. I know some people do that for like the regular year too. So like this would be the time of year to pick your word for the year type of thing. Um, But I wrote down progress because I was thinking of the idea of like progress over perfection and, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be finished. It doesn't, you just, you're making progress. Like it's okay. You're doing like one step at a time. So I have to remind myself of that. Um, my other thing, which is kind of all mixed together here is my grading. So like you said, like you will, like we've talked about how you can, you grade things as you go, like while students are in the classroom and I don't always do that. Or you grade things. I remember you talking about like, as soon as kids are finished with a project you will grade it like right away right yeah because like at this point unless it's like a newer project and I'm not sure what to expect I might wait till the whole class or even the whole grade level is done but at this point I'm in the habit of repeating a lot of projects because I really like 
refined what I like. Um, so then like, I kind of know what I'm looking for, or, you know, obviously kind of going off of a rubric or what I've got planned out or telling the kids what's important in the project. I'm like, okay, they did this, they did this, they did this. Is this, you know, satisfactory or is this, you know, exemplary? Like, because a lot of times I don't give them below satisfactory. Like, and I know we talked about yeah. that before, like, unless it's just like, wow, you really didn't try. <laughs> yes. Like, you know what to expect from your students that you know. Like newer kids, I'll typically, you know, if I don't feel like I know their skills very well, I might look at somebody else's and say, okay, well, how do I feel like this kind of matches up? Not that I'm necessarily going to give them that same grade, but just kind of like, oh, or like if they really surprise me, like, I'm like, oh, okay, great. Like, I'm going to give them a really good grade because I'm like, <laughs> really impressive for your age. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't wait for the whole class to be done. I think that's harder for me personally. Um, I know some people prefer that, but that's just not what I do. Yeah. Cause what I've always done is like, I wait for the whole class to be done with a project before I enter grades for it. And sometimes I just wait till the whole grade level is done. Oh, that, and then oh, hmm? that stresses me out. I know that's <laughs> why I get stressed. Like, <laughs> I think this is why sometimes at the end of a quarter, I'm like stressing over grades. Like, I have so many grades to enter in. I have, you know, all of my, you know, this project and this project for first grade. And I have like, oh, all of fifth grade still needs graded and this needs graded. Like, I have so much at one time, but I need to be better about putting grades in as they get finished so like if you know my first grade class on Monday finishes but my class on Tuesday is behind or they did something extra they took longer go ahead and grade that Monday class and enter it into the grade book it's okay that they're not on the same exact timing right I don't know why I think And it's not even that I think it has to be that way. I know it doesn't have to be that way, but I guess in my mind, like I clump them all together. Right. It's just like the routine you form. And like, as far as like when it makes you set a due date, I just set it for like the furthest out date a project would be finished because I'm not, I'm not like, I don't necessarily have very specific due dates. And sometimes, you know, like we've talked about this too, like we let kids just run with a project if it's going well, and then they skip the project we're working on. Like you just have to kind of be a little bit more flexible with it. And so, um, and like a lot of times too, I know if it's blank in the grade book, they're probably not done. And then I don't know about you, but like when something's totally finished and I've graded it, I have a different spot for it so that I don't mix up what's been graded and what's not. Yeah. And that I think helps too, because then like, Oh, okay. There's only three projects left in the folder. Those three kids aren't done. And those three have not been graded clearly. Yeah. And I think I do that. Like I keep things separate. Like, oh, these kids are done already. These ones are still working on it. But I don't know why I don't enter in their grades yet. (laughs) Like it makes complete sense for me to just go in and enter their grades. So that is one of my resolutions. Entering the grades as soon as I can, even if not everyone is done. And then not stressing to have like everything doesn't have to be. My other thing with grading is which this is the part that I did better last week is I entered in grades for their little introductory activity that they did, Mm -hmm. but I didn't stress over like checking all of their worksheets, making sure all the answers were there. (laughs) And I literally just entered it in right after 
they finished and they left my classroom yeah. and I was like, how many kids were absent? Okay. These kids, I'm going to mark that they weren't here. Right. So they're like exempt from the grade, but I entered it in as just an intro activity. And so it kind of encompasses like, Oh, we did like a token response activity. We talked about the pictures on the PowerPoint. They filled in some blanks on a worksheet. They were here. We did it together as a group. They did it. They get the grade. Right. And like, there were some that I gave, a lower grade too, because I knew they weren't taking it as seriously and they weren't working as well. Or like it was kind of a, a table group activity and they weren't participating as much. So I did knock those few kiddos a tiny bit, but not enough to like be devastating to their overall grade. Yeah. But I felt really good about like, okay, I didn't stress over. It has to be like a huge detailed grade. It's more of an overall grade for like, kind of participation even though I know we don't always are supposed to be doing participate participation grades for our classes at least from our administration but it makes sense in my head and my grade book so well and like I'm good with that (laughs) a little different too like I mean if you're doing more of like a token response that's just kind of following the directions because it's very opinion based and so Like I did a lot of token responses last week too. And like um, the only time I took points off is like they let like sometimes, you know, they missed a box and I'm like, okay, that was definitely an accident because that kid normally, you know, does it like they missed one box. I'm not going to like take something off for that. But like if they follow the directions, like let's say I have five symbols they're supposed to do and they just repeatedly use two, then you didn't lose my directions Mm -hmm. and you're going to lose some of the points because I was very clear. I showed you exactly how to do this worksheet step by step and you didn't do it right like that yeah for not following the directions and paying attention and again I'm not like oh you didn't do this right you're getting a zero like not anything like that but just they're not going to get the highest grade because they couldn't even follow the simple direct yeah maybe they weren't fully paying attention and oh I'm sure (laughs) (laughs) shocker (laughs) so those are my two resolutions so those are more kind of like concrete and more detail based, but yours are broader. Like yeah. you said at the beginning. So Which is what are yours? That's so funny. Okay. Cause that's like our, our personality. Okay. I know <laughs> one of mine is to give students more creative freedom. Um, I already kind of do this and I'm, I feel like I've talked about it on one of our episodes before. Listen to us. We've had so many episodes. We're like, I've talked about this on an episode before. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but we have so many episodes we can't remember when know, we talked about it. What? what episode it was in? But um, I think it was probably like early finishers and stuff like that. But um, like giving them more creative freedom. And my students, I always teach them at the beginning of the year, especially my older ones. Little ones doesn't happen as much. But like, if you've got a slight change to this project that like really interests you or intrigues you, or you think it's going to make it better. Like, I want you to come talk to me. I want to have a conversation about it. Um, and there a lot of them are really good about it. And I so appreciate that. Like they actually take that to heart um, because it's like, when they don't at least have that conversation with you first, it's like, well, did you follow my directions or are you just, you know, like, are you just, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Right. Um, and so I really love like trying to push them for that. Um, and like, for example, um, I'm starting optical illusions with uh, my fourth graders right now. And that also encompasses right now our high ability classes 
And um, so I have like three kind of tried and true optical illusions that I have like step-by-step handouts for. Um, and they, you know, the handouts are super helpful. And last week it was when you finish your worksheet, practice one of these, see how you do on your own. Next week, I'm going to teach you how to do all of them, but I want to see kind of what can you figure out on your own, which that's always fun too. I really like doing that. Um, mm-hmm. like seeing like, what can you, cause they're like, I don't know how to do this. I'm like, no, 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 you're going to try it. You're going to see what you can figure out because then when I yeah. next week, it's probably, you're going to have some aha moments of like, oh, that's what I did wrong on my practice. Um, but I had a handful of students that were like, Hey, I've seen this optical illusion. Can we Google it and like, see what it looks like? And can you help me figure out how to do it? And at first, oh, uh, <laughs> like, I <just laughs> love this, but I was like, you know what? Let's try it because I've been <laughs> for years and I like not to like look at me bragging, but like, I know how to do them. Like I can do most of these optical illusions. Like I can set them up, help the kids in like five minutes or less. And so I was like, you know what? Like, that's a good thing for me too. It pushes me out of my comfort zone. And so then like I did some Googling and I, again, I had a handful of students that were like, I found this. Can we do this instead? I want to try this. And like, you know, I know it's not going to work. I'm like, I'm going to be like, I don't think that's a good idea. But some of them, I was just like, Hey, I need to do more research on this because I don't know how to help you yet because I've never done that. I was like, so let me do some research before you come back to art next week. And then if I've got it figured out and we can pull it off, I will gladly let you do it or we'll try it. And they were all kind of like, okay, great. Like they just like rolled with it. And I was like, that's awesome. Yeah. And like, again, if it would have been way more students, I probably would have had to like put the hammer down and be like, sorry, we can't do that. That's just because I don't run my room tab based, but I feel like it's kind of, you know, going a little more tab based almost, but, um, yeah, I don't know. And I, I figured some of them out. So I'm like really excited to see how these kids do with them this week. Like, I think it's going to be really cool. Um, but I just always think that's fun when they just have their own little spin on it. Um, and so like, I really want to encourage them to like, come to me with ideas and like, let's see if we can make this work unless it takes the integrity of the project, obviously. Yeah. But like, also that's a really good way to have, differentiation in your classroom Mm -hmm. and like there's you're never gonna have a class where everybody is good at one thing or they're all on the same level right especially with something like art like there's a wide range of abilities and so by having your like tried and true optical illusion things that you know how to do and you know how to teach them really well and then having kids like push you and figuring out those other things now you can have like you know, a next level, like a, t- a next tier of optical illusion mm-hmm. things that kids can do if they, they've they mastered the first one and then they're ready for more of a challenge or, right. you know, something like that. Right. So it's pretty awesome. It's like interesting. It's like they're almost bringing me their own differentiation. Like here, I would like to differentiate my project like this. You agree? <laughs> and I'm like, sure, let's do it. Uh- <laughs> if only they would talk like that. Like I need differentiating. No, Can I do this for I need some <laughs> interventions right now. <laughs> um, okay. So then like going along with that, and this is something I already do, but again, I want to be better at it is like pushing my students more. So like more deeper thinking, more like conversations I think I'm always so like I, I we need to get this done we need to get this done yeah and it's not that I, there's always a time right a time crunch not that I don't want to have those conversations when we're talking about stuff but it's just like 
they start to get carried away and then like when do you stop it when do you like I feel like that's so hard especially if it's a good conversation but then you always get somebody who like derails the conversation and stuff like that so like I do want them to like do more deeper thinking and like um try to keep them engaged more in the conversations and like their projects by having more conversations but it's just I I gotta figure out that balance right of like when do I let them keep talking when they're super engaged Mm -hmm. and when do I stop them because like hey we gotta get going and it's not something that's like you can put a timer on like I mean, I could, obviously, like, if I'm afraid a conversation's going to carry on, like, okay, we're going to talk about this for five more minutes, and then, like, we're done. Um, Yeah. So, like, just, I don't know. And, like, I already push them on their skills and, you know, like, critique them and, like, okay, let's make this better. Let's make this better. So, I already push them in that way, but more of, like, the thinking and conversations, like, I, that's something I want to work on and, um try to let them have those conversations more instead of just like, Hey, we got to keep going. Stop talking. Like, (laughs) I know I always feel bad doing that too. But one thing that made that popped in my head when you were talking about that was what if you did some sort of like mid critique where they're, Mm -hmm. you know, pushing their thinking, Mm -hmm. talking about each other's artworks, but then you're still having it relate to the project and it's still Mm -hmm. focused and, or maybe like a set time of like, I know I had one class and this is a little bit different than what you're talking about, but it just popped in my head. I had one or two classes last year that started doing kind of on their own, like art shares. And so they would bring in things that they did outside of school and they got to show them on the screen at the beginning of class, like drawings of their sketchbook or like painted canvases they did. And it was really cool. And I tried to push the kids to like ask interesting questions. Like, Mm -hmm. so they, and then they kind of got stuck in that rut of the same questions, but it was still interesting. Like how long did that take you or what materials did you use? And why did you decide to do that as your picture? Like what was the inspiration behind it? And so, and these were like fourth graders. So they, they had legit like, answers for each other right and it was kind of nice but then it was just like a short little time at the beginning of class and then we like moved on so I wonder if there is a way to kind of I know you said not put a timer on it but maybe Mm -hmm. do something where you do have like a little a little you know like a a time frame fair type thing I'm thinking like I'm even writing that down so I don't forget like um like almost like how it goes with um like the question of the day stuff we've talked about before yeah exactly you have a quick share like what if you put up you know whatever topic you're talking about the artist you're talking about and like like a turn and talk type thing and then they you know share out or write down what them and their partner talked about depending on the age like that could be um that could be interesting I think yeah and then it's like a short little quick thing that becomes routine so then they know like this isn't something that we drag on forever because we know they like to do that sometimes (laughs) with their talking (laughs) but it's just like a quick little minute like right and and then you move on but it still pushes their thinking in like a different way than maybe they're just working on practicing a drawing skill that day but they also got to look at an artwork and think about it Mm -hmm. in a and a new perspective. I don't know. I like that. That's a good idea. I wrote it down. No. Oh, good. <laughs> Look at us helping each other. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Well, um, let's see. It's been a while since we've had to say this. If you do not already um, subscribe to our emails, make sure you go to our website, 
www.blendingtherules.com. Follow us on social media, um, Instagram at Blending the Rules. Uh, oh, podcast. Sorry, at Blending the Rules Podcast. And then TikTok at Blending the Rules Podcast One. Is that what it is? I think so. I think it's Blending the Rules Podcast One. I think it is too. At Blending the Rules Podcast One. See, it's been a while since we've done this. It's been like a month. It has. <laughs> it's been a really long time. Um, I think that's it. I don't think I. Oh, our Facebook. Um, just Blending the Rules. Um, I think that's it, right? Can't think of anything else. Our teachers pay teachers. Yes. Sorry, my computer started making noise and my daughter started walking down the stairs. We've got a lot of things going on right now. We're struggling. (laughs) (laughs) If you're not already following us on those things, be sure to follow along there. Um, And we hope. Oh, did you say Facebook? Yeah. Okay. That must have been your daughter was walking down the stairs and you. Yeah. She was singing. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, hope you'll listen next time on Blending the Rules.